Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yes, it is another day. Here you go. I'm so glad you're here with me. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and this is the K Factor, where K equals kindness. And the factors are all the things that lead to it. The theme of the show today is make something splendid happen. Make splendid happen. I was laying in bed and I was thinking about the show and I was thinking about how I was feeling. And, you know, every morning I remind myself, when I open my eyes, good morning, <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. You have everything to live for. You have everything to open up your eyes and rejoice about. Number one, the fact that you open your eyes, thank you. Not everybody woke up this morning. There are people who died before they awakened. So that's number one gratitude. You open your eyes and you can see, even if you put your spectacles on, oh, hallelujah. And then you can hear, even if it's something annoying. <laughs> the fact of the matter is you're hearing. And then you have an aroma. And hopefully you've set up your scene so that when you open your eyes, there's something lovely that you're viewing and something that you're hearing. I love the Alexa app and I love the phones and all the electronic gadgets that we have because you can in a nanosecond make a command and get something. TV through a remote control or Alexa to play music for you or your phone to do something. And I think, okay, that's really good. Then I move around and I stretch a little bit and hug my pillow and pillows. And I think, "Uh uh-oh, why do I feel this angst? What is this? And then I remember. And there's a long list of what you can remember. And I I get intentional with my own self and I will talk out loud just like I'm talking to you right now and say, hey, come on now. We need to make splendid happen. This is our day. This is the day that we get and hopefully we get the whole day. We don't know. We have no idea when our library card expires. The date's not printed on the bottom of our foot or in the middle of our forehead. We just go and do our very best, make the best of it, right? There's all these sayings that we have that are so lovely because they really do speak a truth, a truth that we need to hear and remind ourselves of every single day and throughout the day. So when I'm looking at where we're at in the lockdown and how people are talking about social distancing and I don't know if the world is ever going to be the same. No, come on. The world is not the same today that it was yesterday. And in 1962, on June 3rd, it wasn't what it had been on June 2nd. Evolution is constant. We are always in a position of change. People will say to me, as a doctor of psychology, you know, I hate change. I want everything to stay the same. No, you don't. 
No, you don't. You had a pimple on your face yesterday, and you were really wanting for it to change back into a smooth face, not a blemish. We don't think about the ways in which we love change. We love the rising of the sun. Well, if the sun only peaked up over the horizon and never rose up, if it didn't change from that up into the rising sun that we get to bask in later in the day, we wouldn't like that. If the rain fell and it never stopped, we wouldn't like that change. We actually love change. If you love the colors of autumn, oh, my gosh, talk about change. If you adore spring as we come out of winter and we start to see things popping up, budding, the color of grass coming back in, ah, that is magnificent change, right? You have insight, and every time you have insight, That's a change. And isn't that incredible? It is. That is splendid happening. All right, listen to this. In our world, we are on lockdown. You know, we have the stay-at-home mandate. We have social distancing. We're told to put a mask over our mouth, over our nose when we go out or if we're around anybody and put gloves on your hands. And they're all designed for protection. But I want to add a little something to that. Because people are doing all these different things, and some people are going very extreme, and other people are. Well, people are going extreme in both directions, right? And what if we put another message into this, a message of kindness and loving? As a matter of fact, somebody said to me, you know, the whole idea of the masking is and social distancing is we're really saying I'm protecting you and you're protecting me. I love me. I'm protecting me and I love you. And so I'm protecting you. That's a sweet way to put it, right? I don't want to share with you any germs that I have. Well, thank you. And I don't want you to share yours with me. Thank you again. What if we have, another perspective to all of this and and we expand it into a, an, an opportunity that is about totally authentic, holistic well-being, what I'm really interested in talking about here today. And here's my thought. You know, social distancing, stop and think about it for a minute. Now, six feet away from one another. We have an interpersonal space that varies, actually, from culture to culture. But there is, in in psychology, there is a theme that we study that is about interpersonal space and, and what the boundaries can be based on and what the cultural differences are. Uh, so, you know, in, in interpersonal space, you know when somebody's getting a little too close to you, and, and we don't like it. <laughs> and and it's different around the world. So stop and think. Your, ask yourself for a second before the six foot rule for social distancing. What was your interpersonal space? Your personal space. Like if you're at the grocery and somebody comes into your personal space, or if you're at a park or you're walking down the street, what is it? for you what's your personal space do you know and and do you know what it is in the united states because it does it does vary so 
we've got a personal space that goes, you know, the average is somewhere around two and a half to three feet. We don't like people stepping in. In Saudi Arabia, it's a little bigger. And it's interesting. There's just social norms. So the biggest one, the biggest interpersonal space habit is in Saudi Arabia, where it's more like three and a half to four feet. And the smallest one, actually, is in, yeah, see, now they're doing an advertisement here, and they're hiding part of this. All right, here's, because I'm, I'm Googling while I'm on my computers here in the studio. The point is that we had an interpersonal space that for the most part, that for the most part around the world, we'd like to have a couple of feet on either side of us, behind us, and in front of us. It just makes us feel safer. And I'm going to say that actually not only does it make us feel physically safe, but energetically. You know, you can feel when somebody's near you and they got a, a creepy kind of a vibe going, right? Well, that creepy kind of a vibe has actually been studied scientifically. We do know that our cells can be screaming on the inside of our body when we're in high anxiety or high anger. And we know that when we're really peaceful, that we get that sense of calm. And we know the people that we gravitate towards, right? And the people who we want to have stay away. Well, with this coronavirus, and we've been given this demand of the six feet, and it, you know, people are taping the floor. Here, learn what six feet is. Okay. What if, what if part of this is an opportunity for us to return to a social etiquette that once upon a time we had? I remember growing up in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. Interpersonal space was much more well-respected. I think it has been in the last couple of decades. Maybe we can say the world has gotten more crowded. I think that we've lost some of our social skills, some of our social grace, as we became more relaxed in our attire, you know, we didn't want to be uptight in really formal clothes from the Victorian era. And we started loosening standards. Well, we've loosened standards so much now that people are coming out in public wearing their pajamas and their slippers for crying out loud. We have forgotten a lot about boundaries. Boundaries. We we need those boundaries. We need to know who we are separate from everybody else. I love the idea of that six-foot space to a point. I want to have a lot of the public stay about that far away from me, people I don't know and things are moving fast. I remember I spent some time in Japan, and I was amazed at their interpersonal space request and it wasn't spoken. It was just being in uh, the Ginza district in, in a huge shopping area where there were, I think, eight corners that came together. It was huge foot traffic and car traffic and lights changing, and the choreography of the people was exquisite. I mean, nobody brushed up against anybody. The nonverbal behavior that that I experienced and observed and was right in the middle of was fascinating to me. So what if we have a culture 
that as we come back out into our social activities, we're not bumping into one another. Take this. What if it extends to our driving habits? (laughs) I have to tell you that I have been a much more tolerant driver in the midst of all this because with the work that I do, I get in my car and I need to go to wherever it is I need to be to do the work that I do. And there's so little traffic. I was getting lonely on the road thinking, oh, my gosh, where's my fellow man? Now the traffic has been picking up, and it has over the last couple of weeks. I find myself thinking, oh, hi, oh, no, that's okay, you know, I'm fine. Now. Oh, I'm sorry, I moved over a little too close to your lane. My attitude has shifted. Now, I'm not an angel. I still get aggravated. Don't don't let me drive you down the road in, in, in a false presentation of myself. But overall, my tolerance and my love for my fellow human being has shifted. What a nice change. So imagine that we have that kind of social grace returning. And, you know, this thing with masking, people are not understanding that there's a science about covering your mouth and your nose. And and part of it is that you want to have a clean cloth that's got a really tight weave on it because those droplets from this virus are really tiny. So a lot of people have a, a false sense of security. However, the beauty of it is we are really saying to one another, you know, I think I'll keep my germs over here. Now, imagine that as we come back out into our social existence with, by the way, not the demand and the harassment that people wear the masks and scream at each other and all that, because that's happened too, which is unfortunate. I posted some about that on my Facebook page, pages. But what if, what if what we do is we get really compassionate about one another's state of health? How many times... Are you around people who have yet another cold, yet another sinus infection, yet another sore throat, and they're coughing and they're hacking and they're sneezing, and maybe they're blowing their nose, maybe they're not. Maybe they have a fever, and they want to tough it out. Listen, I've been one of those people. I understand. We all have taken turns behaving this way. But what is this coronavirus is a way to upshift our integrity and our awareness. Wouldn't that be so incredibly kind? I don't want to spread my germs and infect anybody else, and I sure as heck don't want anybody doing it to me. And it is so, on so many levels, so invisible that we don't even know what's happening. Tajin is both a physical, physiological reality, but it's also attitudinal. You know, we talk about people going viral on YouTube or social media or the news or something. Yeah. So how about if we go viral with a whole new mindset? How beautiful can that be? Can you imagine it? And I'm and I'm thinking about all the ways in which what we're doing right now, aren't we, aren't we at home kind of knitting our relationships with the people in our household? 
Aren't we coming closer to one another? I mean, there's articles in the news and in our emails and across social media about people getting annoyed with one another. I understand that. There's people who are living under the same roof and maybe they shouldn't be. There certainly are bad things that happen under under roofs all over the world. But what if during this time we're really, we're taking a look at ourselves in the mirror and with our eyes closed and as we just sit quietly and we think, this is who I am, this is who I want to be. This is my place in the world. I want to make splendid happen, first in my mind and in my heart. And I want it to just ooze out of me and just emerge from me in every interaction that I have. We've spent a lot of time culturally and globally talking about the law of attraction, the secret. What's the secret? Well, I'll tell you what the secret is. The secret is we have to be golden for ourselves first. All heard someone tell us over the course of our life. You have to love yourself first before you can love another. So incredibly true. And it is not light not light work. It is not it is not easy because we have all these competing things running through our mind because of our culture, because of the social psychology, because of the ways in which each one of us goes through some kind of a journey in this life that puts its mark on us. And we carry it around. People call it our baggage. But how about if we take those bags and we set them down and we very lovingly and carefully say, yeah, I'm going to take a look in there and see what's there. You know, I, it's interesting. I've been moving this stuff around for a long time. I'm thinking maybe I don't need to carry that with me. I think I can, I can burn it trash it, leave it here, berate it, snap my fingers, make it disappear, whatever it is that you know in your mind and in your heart you need to do. That is making splendid happen. Allowing your brain power to allow your enormous heart to have unshakable faith in whatever it is that you really believe in that is what takes the weight of the world off your shoulders. And for you to believe that you are filled with kindness and it's transformed you, entire reality, so that you're living into your every dream. How's that for making splendid happen? That is splendid. And when you think along these lines, just breathe in confidence and love and goodness and breathe out self-doubt, negativity, the things that haunt you. You know, when I'm, when I'm working with people, it doesn't matter if it's business consultation or it's individual consultations. I am teaching people skills that I am 
teaching myself and relearning myself every single day. The science of splendid. The science of goodness. The science of happiness and joyfulness. It is real. Positivity is not a frivolous, oh, sure, just say it and you'll be it. No. Think it and say it with conviction and allow your attitude to be, I believe this wholeheartedly and I am going to put everything into it to make it happen because this is important to me. That's when positivity and speaking what it is you want to have happen becomes. We have got a negative mindset taking place right now as we're talking about opening up the country. People are so scared. I thought people were scared when we were doing the lockdown and the incubation and the quarantine and the stay-home rule. But people are really scared about the reopening. And they're already fretting about the next wave. Well, hold on. Haven't we learned a lot during this period? Are we really going to go out and interact in a way that's going to set other people at risk or set us at risk? Aren't aren't we learning during this period of time the ultimate kindness and doing onto ourselves first the way that we want to have others do onto us and then turning that around on the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I'm saying do unto yourself the way that you crave others doing unto you. And if we do that, just imagine the possibilities for us. I love, love that kind of thinking that that way of being inside of our own mind and our own heart so that we're prepared when we walk out into the world. Yeah, I went for a bike ride the other day and there were, it was over the weekend, and there were so many people out walking. Not so many like in normal circumstances before the stay home rule, but People out walking their dog, couples walking leisurely, a mom or a mom and a dad or a dad out with a couple of kids. And I was so happy to see people. And I was waving and we were saying hello. And I'm thinking, I feel like we are 50 years back in time. When the world was simpler and gentler and we really did have time for our neighbors, we knew who they were. We said hello. Maybe we had them walk next door for a cup of coffee. Maybe they came next door to borrow a cup of sugar or a little coffee or creamer. Maybe we'd share breakfast. How about if we really live in our homes and live in our neighborhoods and know who our neighbors are and howdy neighbor. Sounds corny, doesn't it? 
but it's so lovely when that's part of our reality. You know, we've got into this frenetic pace in our culture that I see as being so unhealthy. We have children who are overscheduled. We should not wonder why we think children are hyperactive. That's on assignment. And I don't want you as a parent to be saying out loud, no, no, they want to do all this. Children learn what they live. And children learn the expectations from one another, from the social norms, from the ways in which parents promote a frenetic pace. How about if we just pull back and learn to enjoy the home we've bought, the home we lease, the things we furnished it with? How about if we sit for a while and enjoy it and make splendid happen? Doesn't your body beckon to you and say, uh, excuse me, these are your feet down here. I am really tired of carrying you around. I could use a rest. You know, foot massage feel fabulous. Mm-hmm. Whether you deliver it to yourself or you get somebody doing it, do you? That is absolutely making splendid happen. And when you lay on your bed at night to get your rest, do you allow yourself to just divert all the busyness away from your active brain and you get really quiet and you close your eyes and you welcome sleep? That really is making splendid happen. Do you know the um, two most important things in our health and well-being are rest and hydration? Seriously. I need an average of five to six hours of sleep every night. And if I get that undisturbed, I am so replenished for the day. And if that's interrupted, if that is restless, I am really tired, not focused for that whole day. So I do everything I can to make my sleeping quarters quiet, comfortable, peaceful. I have music. Yes, I have the TV in there. I do watch TV in my bedroom and bed. I love to do that. When it comes time to go to sleep, I like to turn it off and get the quiet. In the dark, even with my eyes closed, you can tell the flickering of the light on the TV with your eyelids. Go to sleep to peaceful music and just rest. That's when our body replenishes all of our organs, function to clear all the junk out of our body. So we wake up and we void and get on with our day. In hydration, you should drink about half the number of fluid ounces as your body weight. Keep replenishing your cells with good water. What do I mean by good water? Clean water, pure water. Do a little bit of research on Google and you'll find out what clean water is. And just drink it up. 
Your joints will feel better. Your whole body feels better. Your face looks better <laughs> when you're hydrated. You can tell people who are dehydrated, they start to look blunt. The idea here is make splendid happen every day and take this period of time that we're in, this historical time, and use it to your advantage for learning, for exploring, for evolving, for a change that's really healthy and really good and love it. Embrace it and know that there is nothing that we as humanity can't survive because we're living proof of everything that we can survive. And this too shall pass and it'll emerge into something that's better. My vote is we make splendid happen by making it a more polite, considerate, intentionally wise society. And that's it for the K factor this morning where K equals kindness. And the factor is all the things that lead to it. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, signing off until next time. Bless you. Stay safe out there, folks. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.